Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia love of the star mailbag. First question here from at I got soul underscore with Leighton Vander Esch being cross-trained to rush the passer. Does Dan mm-hmm. Quinn plan to use him in a similar role as he did with Anthony Barr last year? From what you've seen so far, how has LVE looked rushing the passer? I, I don't know about you, Brian. I thought that, you know, he looks comfortable doing it when he's been asked to. He, he's a great athlete. He's somebody who's got the size to rush if they wanted him to. And, look, the Cowboys have tried to make linebackers into these hybrid rushers before. Barr is one. Jalen Smith is the guy that they tried to do that with on certain situations. I don't know if anything changes for him with the overshown injury, but just your overall thoughts on LVE rushing. Yeah, and that the, the, the fact that – Leighton gets to rush probably tells you a little bit more about what they think of Damone Clark, you know, and his ability to be able or overshone was going to be that guy to be able to play in the middle, to be able to cover, to be able to play the run. So, yeah, to take Leighton Vander Esch out of that that point of attack player and put him as a rusher, I think it's something you're not going to see a whole lot, but it's something it's a change up. It's a change-up late in the game that maybe a defense hasn't thought about, or excuse me, an offense hasn't thought about. You know, all of a sudden, wait, what's 55 doing? We've been setting our protection off that 11. Now 11 and 55 are now both rushing. So, you know, maybe it messes you up. It, it, I could say I don't see it as being an every-game kind of thing, but maybe it's a little bit of a flexibility uh, twist that you got to get somebody home. It's a – it's a do or die, third down, get off the field, and all of a sudden you're like, you throw Leighton on the edge and you try and confuse uh, what's going on with the scheme or with the blocking. That's that's what good coaches do. Uh, I think the Leighton stuff, they, I think they wanted to experiment with Leighton just to see if he could do it, and it looks like to me that he is, like you mentioned, he's very comfortable doing it. So I, I don't anticipate – like I say, I don't anticipate something they're going to do every single time, but it might be that late, something like what Bill Belichick does in New England. Bill Belichick will show you a defense at the very end of the game that you haven't seen the whole day. He will he will just morph into something that you haven't seen and then, boom, get you off the field and end the game. 
And I now, think Dan Quinn's doing the same thing. When we talk about Leighton Vander Esch rushing, what we are talking about, for those of you that haven't watched Practice Rivers, we are talking about two-point stance, like stand-up edge rushing. He is Off not Off the been, right edge, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's because when they use Jalen Smith as a rusher at times during, uh, you know, Chris Deshard, Mike Nolan, stuff like that, they would actually put his hand in the dirt sometimes and have him yeah. rush off the edge. We haven't seen any of that from Leighton no, Vanders. This is more stand-up rushing and right. blitzing. Just for those of you that are curious, like trying to envision what it looks like, this is not hand-in-the-dirt rushing from Leighton right. Vanderesh. Uh, next question here from David, and we got this question a lot. People talking about how we know we had mentioned trading some depth maybe for O-line mm-hmm. pieces and that maybe we look at something like that. So David's wondering specifically – which types of players we might be looking to tap into depth to make a trade? Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. These are some of the names that he's thrown out. Is there anybody that stands out to you as like a real obvious option for, hey, this might be somebody that you move as part of your depth, somebody that would have some value across the league, somebody that you'd feel comfortable giving up because of your depth and be intriguing to another team? Do you have anybody in mind? Because I need a minute to think about that. I think thinking, Armstrong. I think Armstrong. I think Armstrong was a name. Makes yeah. sense. I yeah, think they Armstrong, like. I think they like yeah. Fowler too much. And Dan Quinn's got a clear affinity right. for Dante Fowler from Atlanta, yeah. Florida, and here. I don't think he wants to move Fowler. Armstrong makes a lot of sense. If Jordan Lewis were healthy, that's another one I was going to. Yeah, if I Lewis was thinking, were healthy, that's a veteran yeah. who's smart, who can play inside. Has he's smaller, but he's played some outside. He can do it. If you really yeah. want him to, he can do it. Jordan Lewis would make sense if he were healthy. I don't know how I wonder, healthy he's going to be. I wonder if people, if you really were just set on having two, and if you're a pro scout and you're evaluating, depending on what you've seen, okay, you have a college report on Quentin Bohanna, and now you have some NFL tape. His NFL tape hasn't been great, but it 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 was great. This, I mean, you saw some things this this summer that kind of gives you a little hope. So if you were, if you're not keeping, you know, um, I know there's been teams that have asked about Neville Gallimore. My gang of seven guys have asked me about Neville Gallimore and what his story is. Um, but yeah, I think that you've, I think you've hit on that. Um, the one that people, (laughs) the one that people have that it's kind of a head scratcher is do you have, would you move? For a for a significant piece, and again, this is just us talking here. It's not something that you know. Nobody's reporting rep- anything. Yeah, well, but people are talking about it. Would Michael Gallup? You know, does there value with Michael Gallup? You know, as a potentially a guy that you could move uh, in order to get a major piece. I know that uh, there's people. Uh, I've heard some whispers about Josh Jones, the tackle from uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Did you like a, him coming out of Houston? I'll tell you what, I didn't think he was bad, but I asked I asked my gang of seven guys about him just because I haven't, you know, I haven't watched a lot of Arizona. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched, but I like Jones. But my guys told me, he goes, he's a better tackle than he is a guard. He's better at left tackle than he is at right tackle. But as a third or fourth to shore up depth, absolutely a guy to trade for. So that's, that's, that's a positive, you know, and that's a team that it's starting. You're starting to hear that maybe the Arizona Cardinals would move on from, uh, would move on from a guy like uh, Josh Jones, uh, you know. So keep an eye on stuff like that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Somebody had asked about, and while we're just sitting here talking about Arizona, there was a trade made today. Isaiah Simmons uh, was traded to the New York Giants, and I know he was brought up by Dean Julia. Traded for a seventh-round pick, Brian, the eighth overall pick just a few years ago. He's kind of been positionless, and that was the concern with him, I think, coming out was – was he just sort of a positionless athlete who wasn't a true football player? So just curious, since his name came up and we're talking about the Cardinals already and them kind of purging a little bit, uh, what did you think? Obviously, haven't watched a lot of Cardinals tape, I guess. Do you remember what you thought of Simmons coming out? Were you a fan of his? Uh, yes, yes, because but you couldn't figure out where to play him. You know, was he a safety? Was he a linebacker? Was this he an is edge? What, yeah, was this an edge? <laughs> this is what should worry you, though, if you're a Cowboy fan or a fan of Philadelphia or the Commanders or whoever in the division, the fact that Wink Martindale, the coach there at at, uh, at the Giants, is really good at creating blitz packages and things like that. Yeah. You know, he will find a role for Isaiah Simmons. And it, for a seventh-round pick, man, that that is that – is, is, that is, is, no brainer as it gets. I mean, if we're talking seventh round picks and you've just lost Overshown, yeah, that's that would have seemed that, to make some sense. I would think here in Dallas, man, I, he could have done I, the Overshown role. I wish, I wish, I wish you'd have called me. You know, <laughs> I wish you'd have called. You know, and I'm I'm sitting here too. Um, I I wonder, and this is another trade possibility. I wonder what people. I wonder if San Francisco really wants from Trey Lance for once for Trey Lance. I think Tampa makes a lot of sense. But I just wonder what kind of pick. I wonder what kind of pick. Third overall pick in what, 2020, 21? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know the Cowboys had a second round grade on him. I know, because I asked that a long time ago, because I was curious, like, you know, when he got picked, I was like, where did you guys have him? They had him in the top. Fewer than 500 pass attempts between high school, college, and the pros, which is wild. He went third overall. But like I was saying, man, if people are willing to give a seventh round pick, for a hybrid player or you know maybe it's maybe it's the thing i my my fear again is if you're a cowboy fan is that uh you know philadelphia kind of figuring out working out something with the colts yeah for that running back that maybe that and there's a there's a you don't have to connect the dots there that head coach was in philadelphia there's a great relationship between howie and chris ballard over there in Philadelphia and Indianapolis. I mean, they, there's a lot of love between those two organizations. And I, I worry about, you know, Chris just giving up. You know, okay, fine, you, you, you all take this and move on. So, you know, a lot of, you know, you, you, man, you hope you're part of some of these calls. You know, I mean, like I say, I, for a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons, my gosh, I, oof, I, could, I need to ask my gang of seven about that one for sure. <laughs> That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star Mm. podcast. We've got a uh, final preseason game with the Raiders. And then after that, it is uh, time to start looking ahead to the New York football giants. Isaiah Simmons and the New York football giants on September 10th. Uh, Brian, I'm already already all set to go. Head to New York. Uh, John Mashoda and I from The Athletic, we've already bought tickets for Yankees Brewers. So we're going to hit Yankee Stadium in the morning. 
And then we're going to go on over to, uh, you know, MetLife and take in Cowboys and Giants in one of the furthest press boxes away from the playing field in the NFL there in New York. But real football is almost upon us. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby. Yo, what's up, Brian? Give it to me. I'll tell you, you what, man. Don't pull the David Hellman and Ruin Kavanagh. They did something like that. They they almost didn't make kickoff for a night game. Nah, Dude, we're, they, we're, we're good. Yeah, now. We, no, got don't, these, don't we got these hour-and-a-half-long baseball games now with the don't pitch Don't think about getting on Ubers. you got to think about trains. There's these, these Ubers will only take you so far. Rowan and David Hellman, I, God, I can't remember what event they went to. They got trapped in the city and just made it barely in time for kickoff for a Giants-Cowboys <laughs> Monday night game. So you be careful. You and John, be careful. Johnny knows how to travel, but you cats be careful now for sure. Nah, matches has got me. I'll, I'll be fine. All right. All Brian right. brought us on Bobby Bell. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys later.